Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Thursday, November 9th. Ian Cameron with you. Flying solo today. We got Alex B. Smith in the chat. Uh, just a, not overly Ill, Ill or anything. He's fine, but just a little uh, rest. He wants to be ready to go for the uh, live BetCast tonight. By the way, that is our exclusive first ever Ice Guys Family Plan members live BetCast tonight at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Uh, we will be on for the uh, early games that take place uh, tonight here in the uh, NHL. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. Uh, we've got, I think, upwards of over 60 uh, family plan members and subscribers, uh, plus our Patreon page uh, members as well. All will be uh, invited uh, to take part in tonight's first ever exclusive BetCast. Uh, and again, uh, you must be a member on the family plan. Uh, as a YouTube channel, Family Plan subscriber and member, or a Patreon page member, uh, in order to not only watch the BetCast tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, but also join us live on the stream uh, as well. So uh, looking forward to it very much. Uh, we are all set and we are ready to go for uh, tonight's uh, BetCast and looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what kind of a turnout we get. You know, the first time we've done one of these bonus BetCasts exclusively for our members of the channel. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out. We've got some pretty good games in the early slate. We'll be on for the 7 p.m. games, the 7.30 p.m. Eastern games. Uh, and depending on how the uh, Arizona, St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg games are going, we might stay on for the end of those, but definitely the early games at least uh, for tonight's BetCast. So make sure you join us. Uh, and again, what we will do is prior to 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, I will post the YouTube URL, the YouTube link for the BetCast. Uh, in the community tab for family plan members, only they will be able to see it. Uh, that is what you would click in order to watch uh, the BetCast tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, you'll be able to uh, access the chat, watch the BetCast. And then, you know, you're able to uh, basically get an invite to join Alex and I uh, on the BetCast uh, from that point. So uh, very much excited and looking forward to that. Uh, exclusive BetCast. Last night, we had uh, three games in the NHL. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs with a horrendous defensive nightmare uh, of a game against the Ottawa Senators, and it was really bad in the third period when things really became unraveled for them. Uh, and credit to the Ottawa Senators. This is a team that was desperate, sense of urgency. They were not happy with the way they were playing, and they played like it last night. Very, very good effort from uh, the Ottawa Senators, getting things turned around, uh, and getting a big-time 6-3 to three win with a huge third period, although almost a third-period gift wrap by the Leafs with defensive blunders and bad coverage in the defensive zone, turnovers galore, odd man rushes given up, and probably the worst season, uh, the worst game as well from Joseph Wall uh, in net, who's been really a revelation this year. He's played so well for this team, but definitely was one of his worst games last night. Uh, we thought Ottawa was live in that game. Uh, happy to cash that ticket last night with Ottawa at the over uh, as well. Uh, and a couple of goal props in that game. Jacob Chikrin and Nick Robertson popping off for us with big plus money goal props uh, in that game last night. So we didn't hit the uh, uh, Matthew Nye's prop again, but we were able to get Nick Robertson and we were able to get 
uh, Jacob Chikrin home for goal props in that game. So a big win for Ottawa, but now a big test for them tonight. We'll get into that in just a bit as they return home playing on the second night of back-to-back games, and they host maybe the hottest team in the NHL right now, that being the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the other game, uh, uh, other two games last night, we saw Florida uh, beat Washington, and that's a perfect example. Last night, the Panthers winning in overtime 4-3 as to why with these bigger favorites now, if I'm going to go with the regulation, I'm also going to split it up with the minus one. So I lose the regulation bet on the Florida Panthers, but I am able to ca- uh, at least get a push on the minus one uh, with the Panthers in their overtime win. If I had just gone uh, in re- with the regulation bet only, you know, would have lost everything you know, within for that uh, Panthers position. So very, very good that I did that. I'm going to start doing that. And you'll see that on the card today. I've got a couple of those spots where I've got a minus one regulation split for a couple of teams. So very much. A, we, I'm sorry, we've got some sunshine here coming in. It's just one of those times of the year where the sun's just uh, in that, you know, it's lower to the ground. What can you do? Uh, it'll be gone soon. But I know it looks like I'm on a maybe a, the beach in the background. Trust me, we are not getting beach temperatures here. I can guarantee you that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we've got a situation right now where Florida found a way to win. Wasn't their best game. There were times actually Washington really took it to them. Uh, there's no question about that. But uh, I think when you look at this uh, spot here for uh, Florida, they found a way to win. Good teams do that. And you give them uh, credit for it. No question uh, about it. Sam Reinhardt, who else gets the overtime winner? It's probably been their best forward, certainly offensively this year. And then in the late night hours, just you know, one of those perfect road games from the Los Angeles Kings was just an absolutely outstanding performance. Both ends of the ice, they really take it to the Los, uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights, a four to one win, cash the best bet with the uh, LA Kings last night, plus 115. Thoroughly impressive effort, incredible road trip, four and oh on the road trip, seven and oh on the season now for the LA Kings on the road. So they've been road warriors. They've clearly played their best hockey uh, of the uh, season. So uh, yeah, absolutely. When you look at the uh, LA Kings right now, uh, they are playing great hockey. There's no question about that. So uh, I think um, the defensive game has come back for them, at least on the road it has. We'll talk Kings-Penguins later tonight. The home Kings games have actually been where they haven't played that same sturdy, staunch defensive effort. Uh, that's been a problem for them, at, especially early in the season. If you look at the Kings at home versus on the road, They play more wide open at home. They're not as tight defensively at home. They score more goals at home. But it was on that road trip that got them uh, to button down defensively and really tighten things up, you know, and they were able to do that uh, last night against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and throughout that road trip. So it's going to be fascinating to see how uh, things turn out tonight with the uh, Kings returning home off that perfect road trip back-to-back now facing Pittsburgh. But last night was just a clinic, and kudos to Cam Talbot who has had a phenomenal run in net for the Kings the last few games. Uh, He's been great. It's some of the best hockey we've seen from him uh, in the last few years. And congratulations to Andrzej Kopitar, who scored his 400th NHL career goal last night uh, with that empty net goal to seal the game for the the, um, uh, LA Kings. So credit to him, an outstanding career, uh, a surefire, no doubt about it, Hall of Famer uh, when his career ends. Uh, and uh, absolutely an outstanding uh, turn of events for him getting uh, the 400th goal uh, in his career for the LA Kings uh, last night. So this is a huge card. Uh, let's go, go go right into it. We'll start with, I think, one of the matchups of the night, uh, especially now with Ottawa looking better last night. Remember, we thought a lot of Ottawa coming into the year. We thought they'd be better. They've had their struggles. 
They get a big win to snap out of it last night, but can they keep it going as they return home here to face the red hot, and I mean red hot, Ottawa, or sorry, uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, We've got uh, Vancouver around a minus 125 road favorite here uh, in this game, total six and a half across the board uh, in this one, actually six and a half and sevens in some other spots. So uh, make sure you shop around. There's a split line as far as the total is concerned. We've got some six and a halves and some sevens here uh, in this game. Um, I, I I think this game's a really hard one to wrap, wrap wrap my arms around from a side perspective. I will flat out not bet against Vancouver right now. It's just not going to happen. They're they're that impressive. Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson have been phenomenal. Uh, Brock Besser, a, a big time offensive bounce back uh, season for him. The additions of Ian Cole and Carson Soucy, two stay at home veteran defensemen who uh, don't mind playing a little physicality as well, have made a big difference, much greater depth uh, on the blue line for this Canucks team. They're getting just incredible goaltending from Thatcher Demko uh, early in the season, and they're playing well. Uh, and uh, they're they're not a team I want to step in front of. That being said, there's something to be said about a team that goes through the, the abyss, has this incredible slide, struggles galore, you know, everybody turning on the on the team, the fan base chanting for DJ Smith to be fired, just everything going wrong. Injuries on the blue line, uh, can't find a way to win a game. And then you have that kind of third period last night uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs where you answer the bell, you find a way to put together one hell of a great third period to win that hockey game. Really both ends of the ice, it was a great third period from uh, the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, they made Toronto look foolish uh, in their own zone. Uh, just some brilliant offensive plays that were made. Um, Giroux, uh, incredible. Tim Stutzla had a great game last night. I mean, everybody really up front. The two big-time blue liners as well for the um, Ottawa Senators were outstanding last night. Chikrin and uh, Sanderson. And, and they have to play a shit ton of minutes, too, for this team because of some of the injuries that they have had uh, for uh, them lately. But there's something to be said about that big time win in terms of giving it giving a team positive momentum when they didn't have any before. And so I, there, there could be a, a springboard from last night to tonight for Ottawa, where I, I could see them carrying over that momentum and giving Vancouver a hell of a tough game and maybe even winning tonight. It would not shock me to see that uh, from the Ottawa senators here tonight uh, in this game. And let's be honest, this is a team that we thought was going to be better than they've been the last uh, few games prior to the win last night against Toronto. We thought this would be an improved team. We thought this could be a team that would make the playoffs this year because of, you know, what they have now, the growing uh, improvement with Sanderson and, and, and getting Chikrin last year at the trade deadline. And uh, obviously we thought, you know, Corpus Salo was going to upgrade the goaltending and we knew they could score up front with the forwards they have. We know Ottawa's underachieved. I don't think Ottawa's a bad hockey team. It just went through a rut. And there's something to be said about they finally saw the light at the end of the tunnel last night, got a win. And I could see them carrying it over to tonight uh, here in this game. I'm playing very well against a red-hot Vancouver Canucks team. That definitely uh, wouldn't shock me here uh, in the least. So it's a tough side for me. I'm, I'm staying off it. I'm going to sprinkle on the draw in this game. I think it's a competitive game. Uh, I think it's uh, a one-goal uh, outcome. Uh, either way, uh, you can get upwards of plus uh, 370 at FanDuel for the draw here. I like it. Uh, I think it's very possible. Ottawa's played a lot of close games lately. Um, keep in mind, too, with Vancouver, while they've been playing great, they've got to have a better first period tonight. Okay, against Edmonton, you got away with it. 
where you're outshot 17 to two in the first period. And you ended up somehow leading in uh, three to one after the first period, because Edmonton couldn't get a save, hasn't gotten a save all year. And their defensive game has been miserable. That may not be the case. If you start slow tonight against the Ottawa senators and keep in mind, I remember the Canucks the last time they started a trip uh, on the road in the Eastern time zone earlier this year, it was in Philadelphia. They were not ready to play at all. It was a horrible first period in Philadelphia that night uh, against the Flyers, uh, a game that the Canucks ended up losing uh, and getting shut out uh, as well uh, by the Flyers in that game. So uh, I'd be careful with Vancouver in this spot for as great as they played. Uh, the last time they started an East road trip, that Philly game was a, probably one of their worst games all year. But uh, that being said, I don't want to go against them either. Uh, because they've been playing so well. So I'm going to sprinkle on the draw, and I'm certainly going to take a look over six and a half here as well. Uh, and now it's, again, if you can only find seven, or if any of the books you bet at, all the books you bet at only have seven, you know what to do. It's the Alex B. Special. Wait for a six and a half. Bet it live. Uh, wait for six and a half or better to show up. Uh, we do have our bet cast for members tonight. So if you are a member, we're going to probably be looking to bet this over live. Uh, in-game tonight during the BetCast. So uh, no question about that. I think that is a good approach if there's only sevens uh, as far as the uh, total uh, at your specific book. But it's hard to argue with it. Now, I know the Canucks have tried to tighten up defensively this year. Uh, there's no question. Um, but I think in this matchup, it's just too big of a series history as far as overs are concerned. Five straight meetings have gone over between the uh, Canucks and the uh, Senators between these two teams and we are looking at a goaltending matchup tonight as well where we could be looking at Casey DeSmith not it is Casey DeSmith not Thatcher Demko uh, in net for Vancouver and DeSmith's been really good I don't want to make it sound like DeSmith's been bad he's been pretty good but there's still a bit of a drop-off the Demko's playing at a Vesna Trophy level this year you know that that's how good Thatcher Demko's been I don't think Casey DeSmith is ready to be at that level right now uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. He's had a pretty solid year, but definitely uh, not quite what Thatcher Demko's doing. Uh, on the flip side here for uh, Ottawa, it looks like probably on the back-to-back, we will see Anton uh, Forsberg uh, in that after it was obviously Corpusalo in the win against Toronto last night. So I do like over six and a half, and we'll sprinkle on the draw uh, as well here uh, in this game. As far as player props go, it's probably a good player prop game because we do think we'll see both teams be able to to find their way to some goals uh, here tonight with the uh, Canucks and the uh, Senators. Uh, I think if you're going to really uh, look at uh, a couple uh, players, Giroux and Norris have moved up the lineup a little bit, Batherson as well. Uh, those are all things to uh, keep in mind as far as the uh, uh, Ottawa lineup is concerned. And, and I've said it for months with Vancouver. Um, you know, it's just Quinn Hughes, goal and an assist, uh, is always worth a look because he's shooting the puck quite a bit. Uh, we saw it. He got another goal the other night against Edmonton. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's just so many different options you can go with because who's not playing well for the Canucks right now? Pedersen, Besser, Miller. Uh, don't sleep on uh, Pew Suter, who's all of a sudden scored a couple of games lately. Niels Hoaglander and Anthony Beauvillier have even given them some offense lately from their fourth line for this Canucks team. But the big one for me has been Ilya Mikheyev. Ilya Mikheyev, since uh, talk put him on the top line with, Mikheyev, uh, with uh, Pedersen and Kuzmenko, uh, he's been pretty good, and he's gotten points in three of the four games, uh, three of his last four games as well for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So definitely some good prop options in this game. Montreal-Detroit, we've got Detroit, uh, minus 175 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this one. Um, Montreal, 
just a dismal first period against Tampa. And eventually played better, I thought, as the game went along. But, you know, you can't fall behind by that kind of deficit and expect to win a hockey game. And it ended up costing them. They end up losing 5-3 to Tampa Bay Tuesday night. Detroit's off a loss as well. 5-3 lost themselves to the New York Rangers uh, at Madison Square Garden. But they do now return home to uh, Little Caesars Arena where they have a solid 4-2-1 record this year. Montreal just 1-4 on the road. Um, Detroit, the better of these two teams still. Um, it is going to be James Reimer in net uh, for the Detroit Red Wings as Derek Lalonde opting to uh, rest uh, Billy Husso uh, here tonight in this game. Give James Reimer a start. Reimer's been pretty good, actually, uh, for the Red Wings here at a few times we have seen him in between the pipes. He enters this game 2-2-1, goals against average, and a 944 save percentage. You know, pretty good numbers overall here for Reimer. So, to me, it's not a huge deal that we don't see Huso. We see Reimer in net. And then on the Montreal side, it's Caden Primo uh, who's going to get the uh, start. And uh, Marty St. Louis saying, you know what? Montembeau's been hit or miss this year. Uh, we just saw Jake Allen get lit up against Tampa Bay in the first period. He didn't play well uh, in that game at all uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. And he didn't have a good year last year. He didn't have a good preseason this year. So there's a lot of concerns about Jake Allen's confidence right now so they're going to put Caden Primo in there give him a look unfortunately his NHL numbers have been less than inspiring you look at what he's done with Montreal the last four seasons or the last three seasons his goals against were 416 4-6-2, 3-4-5 a little bit better last year but look at these save percentages for Caden Primo at the NHL level 849 save percentage with the Canadians uh, in 2020 868 save percentage with Montreal in 2021 in 12 games, uh, 852 save percentage last year. And so far this year, albeit just one game, 0-1, 4.14 goals against average, 879 save percentage. So the numbers aren't good uh, for Caden Primo, and he's yet to really solidify himself as far as, you know, I'm ready to be an NHL goaltender. So I'm going to do the Detroit regulation minus one split. Uh, here in this game. Detroit in regulation, minus 112. Detroit minus one, uh, plus 110 at Pinnacle. I like them here at home to bounce back against a Montreal team that's got shaky D, shaky goaltending right now. Not the combination you want. And I also like over six and a half here, minus 125. So Detroit in reg, Detroit minus one, Montreal, Detroit over six and a half. Prop wise in this game, uh, you look at some of the uh, options here. Uh, lineup changes. Uh, I still think Lucas Raymond worth a look uh, here for the uh, Red Wings. Uh, Andrew Kopp is starting to really heat up. Streaky score, but second line lately, he's been chipping in offensively for the Red Wings. And if you really want to take a shot here, uh, it looks like uh, Austin Zarnick, who was uh, recently uh, called up from the uh, minors for this Detroit team. Uh, unless this is an error, I don't think it is, though. He looks like he might be on the second line tonight uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings in this game. So, uh, that is definitely something to uh, keep in mind uh, regarding this game. So we may see Austin Zarnick get on this. If he does, if this is a confirmation, he's on the second line. There's big value with his props. There's no question uh, because his price, you know, to score a goal, for instance, tonight uh, will be in the plus, yeah, 750. So if this is indeed true. I'm going to sprinkle on some Austin Zarnick props uh, here tonight if indeed uh, he is uh, in the lineup for the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, in this game. Uh, keep in mind with the uh, Red Wings here, it looks like uh, Robbie Fabry. Uh, this is unbelievable here with uh, Robbie Fabry. Uh, Robbie Fabry came back against the Rangers, not playing tonight, a lower body injury. 
Uh, he's going to sit out. I guess they're trying to be a little bit careful uh, here, but um, my goodness, one game and now we got to sit him out again because we got to be cautious with this lower body injury. I mean, it's just the guy is just, you know, having a hard time staying healthy. It's unfortunate. Uh, there's no question about that. Yeah, I, I see that. That's a good call. Cider on the first power play unit. So maybe a goal assist power play point prop for Mo Cider. Uh, might be a worth a look. And by the way, Alex B. Smith, I forgot to do this, but in the uh, first uh, game, uh, he was in the uh, chat earlier talking about it. So I think he was looking at a, a live look. And as far as the uh, Detroit game here, uh, Alex B. Smith, who is uh, just joining us in the uh, chat today, uh, he's going to look at some uh, live wagers involving the over and the wings here uh, in uh, regulation here. So uh, make sure you, yeah, live first period overlook here and wings and regulation as well for Alex. Wings and regulation, I think, pregame for Alex, and he's going to look at a live first period over uh, in this game with the uh, Canadians and the uh, Red Wings. You know, Montreal, um, if, if I were to go with someone on their side of it, the, I'd actually, believe it or not, go with, uh, you know, with Slavkovsky let us down. If he stays on the top line tonight, though, I would still say come back to it, worth a shot again, uh, as long as he stays with Suzuki and Caulfield on that top uh, line. But the other guy is Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan has been really good lately for the uh, Canadians. You can make an argument he's been one of their better forwards. And you know I've never been a big Sean Monahan fan uh, in his career, but he's been very good uh, right now. So, yeah, the divine uh, light is shining on me, Evan. I think that's the way it is. But the good news is now it's uh, – it. I think it should be gone for the most part now. So uh, there you go, Detroit minus one and regulation split and over six and a half for me with that game. All right, Minnesota – and the New York Rangers, uh, this is an interesting one. A lot of money coming in on Minnesota, and I know why that is. I'll get to it in a moment. Uh, New York Rangers now down to as low as minus 120 uh, in this game as home favorites at Madison Square Garden. And the total here sitting at uh, six uh, shaded to the uh, over in this game. Uh, although I believe it has moved. It was, and it's funny because it was, um, you know, six and a half initially, but we have seen some. Uh, movement here as far as this uh, total is concerned in this game. So, you know, as far as uh, this matchup is concerned here with the uh, Wild and the Rangers, uh, the big news is Louis Domingue. That's right. Louis Domingue uh, is going to be in net tonight for the New York Rangers. Um, both goalies are hurt. Both goalies are banged up. Now, I don't think in either case they are significant injuries or long-term. They're more day-to-day -day when it comes to Igor Shosturkin and Jonathan Quick. But they're going to be careful with both of these guys. Uh, lower body injury. It'll be the second straight game where uh, Shesterkin is unavailable. Uh, and quick, uh, the lower body injury for him came in the uh, Detroit game uh, the other night. So no Jonathan Quick, no Igor Shesterkin. So here comes Louis Domingue. Now, Louis Domingue has a boatload uh, of uh, NHL experience. Like this is not someone that can't come in here and for one game be very good. He's capable of that. Now, the reason why he's not been in the NHL for good is because we've seen some consistency issues with him. Uh, there is a no question about that. Um, but I think when you look at this matchup here with the uh, Rangers, they just lost to Minnesota uh, on Saturday. Remember, that was the game where they got off to that flying start uh, in that game. Uh, and, um, you know, they ended up blowing the lead. Minnesota came back, though. you got to give them credit. Minnesota got better, got stronger. As the game went on, you know, I'll just, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just go on audio until we get this sun uh, situation uh, down for good. So just go for an audio for now. If you're listening on the podcast. Uh, it's not going to make a big difference anyway. But uh, when you look at it here with the uh, Wild and the Rangers in this game, it was a tough loss for the Rangers, you know, give Minnesota credit, but uh, for coming back. But 
any team will tell you, especially a team that has aspirations like the New York Rangers do, you know, of doing some really good things. You know, we can't have a lead like that and not bring it home and not get the two points. So uh, to, to me, it's a good Ranger spot here, uh, a team that they uh, felt they should have beat in Minnesota. Now you get them uh, just recently. So uh, I think in this one, I lean Rangers a little bit. I'll have a little small Ranger bet here, minus 115 to minus 120, because I definitely think now this line's moved too much. Like if you bet Minnesota at plus 130 or plus 120, uh, okay, that's fine because you wanted to move on the goalie news that Deming is in net. I don't think the value is there anymore just because Deming's in net. Um, and to me, the Rangers, I would look at their side now that it's down to minus 115, minus 120 uh, here in this game. Keep in mind, they've been very good at home, three and one uh, on home ice this year, uh, the New York Rangers. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, by the way, will be in net here tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So Rangers minus 112 uh, to minus 115 is what I got, minus 120 at some other spots. I'm also going to go on the draw a little bit here, plus 360 uh, in this game. Just a small piece of the draw. Uh, this is one of those series history spots where we've seen a lot of tight hockey uh, between the Wild and the Rangers uh, historically. Uh, a shootout game, of course, uh, Saturday in Minnesota. That game went beyond regulation. Last year when these teams played at Madison Square Garden, it was back last January, 4-3 Rangers in a shootout. That game went beyond regulation as well. So. Um, definitely um, feel it could be a close one once again between these two teams. Um, and the uh, total being bet up to six and a half. Um, uh, I missed the, the, the six. I actually bet the over of six a little bit. Six and a half, I don't like it as much. But certainly you can make a case. You can make a case for it. There's no doubt. Minnesota, most of their games continue to trend that way. Rangers, not so much. Rangers, seven and three to the under. Uh, in their last 10 games, but it's hard to ignore series history and series history here. Five of the last six meetings, Minnesota and the New York Rangers have gone over the total. So, uh, and now you've got, you know, what you think on both sides, even with flurry flurries flurry, when he plays good, he still usually gives up two or three goals when he plays good. So uh, could see this one get over the total here, six, six and a half. Uh, but uh, it has moved quite a bit from where it opened. As far as props go uh, here in this game, Minnesota and the Rangers, uh, for me, Marco Rossi's been someone we've really, really highlighted for quite a bit uh, since he's been moved up to that top line. Uh, worth a look. No no question about that. Uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild, if you buy into the former player angle, Matt Zuccarello playing against the Rangers, maybe there's something to that. He might have a big game for the Rangers here tonight uh, in this one. You know, on the other side of the fence, I'll tell you what, Will Cooley has now scored, I believe, two or three goals in the last five or six games. This young kid has really, really started to show what he's capable of for the New York Rangers. So there might be some good value as far as his props uh, for this game uh, on the New York Rangers side. Like, you know, you can bet the Kreider and Zibanejad and Panarin and you can you can bet the big boys. But, you know, when it comes to player props, I look for that value. I look for those better prices with players that are flying under the radar a little bit. And Will Cooley might be doing that right now. Uh, for the uh, New York Rangers uh, at this point in time. It looks like uh, Alex here, wild money line and first period over for him uh, in this game. Uh, that's Minnesota money line and first period over uh, for uh, Alex here with the uh, wild uh, taking on the Rangers. This will be a good one to keep an eye on, of course, when we're on our first ever live exclusive betcast uh, for our family plan members tonight. All right, Chicago, Tampa Bay. Uh, we've got uh, Tampa Bay minus 250. 
uh, home favorites here as they return home from their uh, recent road trip here to Amelie Arena to host the Blackhawks and Connor Bedard. Uh, minus 250 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, this one I don't have much on. I don't. I, I don't. Um, you know, Chicago is a team that uh, on the road, you know, they're three and four. They've actually got more road wins than home wins. And yet I kind of feel like lately they've played better, um, you know, on, you know, that they've been better at home. The last the, the two home games they played, they beat Florida. I thought they they gave a pretty good effort against New Jersey as well. They were in that game. So it's been better for uh, Chicago the last two home games. You know, Chicago is one of those teams that, you know, they're going to be capable every now and then, you know, to beat a team like Vegas, you know, like they did. Uh, on October 27th, that Nevada Day game, 4-3, they beat the Golden Knights in overtime. But, you know, those spots are probably going to be few and far between. And uh, you look at dominance for one team over another, uh, it's pretty stark what Tampa Bay's done here against Chicago. Eight straight head-to-head meetings for the Tampa Bay Lightning that they have beaten sh- the, sh- the Chicago Blackhawks. in eight straight, nine of the last ten, and they've hung some big numbers on the Chicago team. You look at the the, the eight wins – Six, four, four, seven, six, five, four, three. I mean, they basically scored at the very least four goals uh, in eight of the last nine head-to-head meetings against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So, you know, it has been a rough, rough series history uh, for Chicago against Tampa Bay. That being said, how many of those games did Tampa Bay have a little bit better? Blue line, probably a bottom six that was a little bit more sturdy defensively than what they've got now. You know, so it's and of course no Vasilevsky this time around either. Now you get to face Jonas Johansson in net, who has had had his moments of really really good play, but it just hasn't been there each and every night, one game to the next. So uh, what ends up happening here in this game? Um, I think Tampa wins, but it's it's the, the concern is that they're coming off the road. You know, that's never an easy spot, um, and it's definitely not a price I'm interested in Tampa Bay. Uh, in any way, shape, or form here uh, in this one. So, and last year, by the way, when these teams met, it was 3-1 Tampa at home, and it was 4-1 Tampa in Chicago uh, in the two meetings uh, last year uh, between these two teams. Alex likes the draw here in this one. I don't I don't think that's potentially uh, a bad look here uh, for this uh, game. I, this could be one of those games where Chicago's able to hang in there uh, and remain uh, in this game against a Lightning team in a bit of a tricky situational scheduling spot coming off that road trip. Uh, Johansson in net for Tampa, that is confirmed, and Morozik in net for Chicago, uh, that is also uh, confirmed going into this game. So for me, it's a pass right now, not much for this game, other than uh, and, and Alex likes the uh, draw uh, here, and he likes his Hawks. He thinks they might find a way to win this, but his official play is on the uh, draw here. And again, make sure you go to FanDuel. If you have access to FanDuel, that is absolutely where you should be betting draw bets uh, as far as these uh, NHL games are concerned, because the line is always a little bit better there. You can get plus 420 at FanDuel. No, it's not uh, 420 is in uh, weed smoking, uh, or, you know, but uh, we're talking about 420 is in the draw price uh, for this Chicago and Tampa Bay game uh, at FanDuel, where, you know, Pinnacle's only plus, it's, the, the Pinnacle price is still pretty good, plus 394, but it's not plus 420 uh, like it is on FanDuel. So that's a really, really good price there for uh, Blackhawks and Lightning draw. And it looks like uh, Alex is liking that one here a little bit uh, in this one. All right. uh, Next up is we can, uh, by the way, props in this game. I'm going to just basically repeat everything I say every time Tampa plays. 
Yeah, Hagel. Actually, Hagel I do like. Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, guys like that. Obviously, every night they're a threat. Kucherov's on fire right now. So, you know, you can absolutely bet his props because 10 goals and 12 assists. The last three games are just sick what Kucherov is doing. I mean, he scored four goals and he's got 11 points in the last three games. 11 points in three games for Nikita Kucherov, you know, coming into this game. So he's been absolutely on fire. Can't stop him right now. Uh, No question about that. But uh, I think when you look at this game here with the uh, Blackhawks and the uh, Lightning, uh, I still stick by it with uh, Barre Boulay and with Nick Paul. Uh, These two guys somehow, some way, always try to find the uh, back of the net. Uh, and they've done a nice job of that lately uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Brandon Hagel used to be with the Blackhawks, another reason why you may want to look at his prop. But maybe on the flip side, does that turn you toward Corey Perry? You know, um, does he become Scory Perry uh, tonight in this game against his former team, the Tampa Bay Lightning? Uh, he hasn't been scoring a lot lately. He does have two on the year, but he's gone five straight games without a goal. But you know how it sometimes works, uh, Corey Perry. You know, playing his old team, it's fun. It's just uncanny how many times we see players step up and find the back of the net, you know, in these kind of spots. So I definitely wouldn't put it past him uh, to be able to uh, find the uh, back of the net. Still might be a worth a look here as far as his props go uh, for uh, tonight's game against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, uh, next up here, we've got uh, the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins. Uh, Boston minus 130. Uh, home favorites in this game, the total five and a half uh, in this one. And this one definitely, and that's also why the total's at five and a half, but this one definitely feels like a low-scoring battle uh, between these two teams. You know, other than the Detroit game where Boston kind of had a subpar defensive effort, you know, even with, you know, the four-game suspension being served by uh, Charlie McAvoy, uh, and this is the final game of that suspension, uh, here tonight against the uh, New York Islanders. So he'll be back next game. And even without Matt Grizzlick and even without Derek Forbert uh, on the blue line, I mean, that's three important starting defensemen out for the Boston Bruins. You know, other than that Detroit game, though, on Saturday, without those three guys, they've held their own. You know, they haven't been, you know, totally off the kilter defensively. How many teams, Toronto, how many teams, Edmonton, how many teams when they have any kind, Ottawa, how many times, with any kind of absences on the blue line, does that blue line just fall apart? Boston hasn't somehow allowed that to happen, you know, other than that one, you know, subpar night they had against the Red Wings. So that's credit to Montgomery. That's credit to the coaching staff. I mean, Jimmy Murphy on our show always raves about how Joe Sacco, uh, the assist, one of the assistant coaches for the Bruins, what a great job he does uh, with this blue line, uh, coaching them up, making sure they're in the right position. And, uh, you know, they continue to show why, you know, they can lose three starting D and still manage to be competitive, be soft, be good enough defensively in their own end and still win games. And they're doing that once again, the Bruins now 10-1-1. and I mean, to go into Dallas and beat the Stars with three starting defensemen out, I mean, that's very impressive. Uh, I don't know how you can chalk it up uh, as to anything other than that. It was very, very impressive. There's no question. Uh, we'll see if the Bruins can keep it going here against the Islanders. Uh, this is another game. Nothing much for me. Uh, nothing on the side. I might sprinkle on the draw. This does feel like a definite overtime potential. Islanders, Bruins, a game that could be pretty close to the vest here in this game. That being said, the Islanders are going to have to play better than they played against Minnesota. And, you know, they haven't played that same Islander D uh, that we have seen in years past. So 
This has the makings of a potential close game. It is worth noting uh, the Islanders, the one visit they made, actually one of the two visits they made to uh, Boston last year, and the game did go past regulation, and it was a 4-3 Bruins win in a shootout. So maybe a little on the draw, and you can find that at plus 330 uh, at FanDuel. But other than that, nothing for me, nothing on the side, nothing on the total. Lean under uh, here in this game, uh, but it's uh, five and a half for a reason. Uh, as far as I'm concerned here with the uh, Bruins and the Islanders uh, in this one. The one thing about the Islanders, if you actually go back and you look at their results so far this year, while they haven't been that same great defensive team consistently, when they've played an over in the previous game, a lot of times they go under the next game. Uh, The New Jersey game went over, under against Buffalo. The Colorado game went over. The next game against Ottawa went under. Uh, Over the total in their game against Detroit, and they come back and they shut out Washington 3 nothing, and the game goes under. So we are not seeing the Islanders play a couple of games in a row where, where the game goes over the total, hardly at all. So after a game that went, I shouldn't say it went over against Minnesota. It landed on six. It was a push. So, But they're going to want to tighten it up defensively. Boston certainly is capable of uh, shutting down a team that you know, struggles consistently to score. And on the flip side, I could see the Islanders trying to be better in their own end. So the uh, probably the under is the look here for me if I were to bet the uh, total in this one. Uh, as far as props, uh, quickly here, um, in a game that I don't think is going to have as many goals, so be careful. Don't don't uh, go heavily on the props in a game like this. But for me, Pavel Zaka, you know, cons- consistently worth a look. And Jimmy Murphy mentioned that Mason Lowrider, he's a Lowrider, Mason Lowry, this guy is starting to get power play minutes. He's now gotten a point in two of the three games since he's been called up and been in the lineup for the Boston Bruins. And like uh, Jimmy said, he's been getting power play time. He's not scared uh, to shoot the puck for this Bruins team. Uh, he could be worth an, he could really be worth a, a lottery shot, you know, as far as player prop tonight. Mason Lowry at plus, you can get 13 to one at FanDuel for him to score a goal. Thir- plus 1300 at FanDuel, Bet Rivers. Um, that's a, that for, for a guy that sh- now he hasn't scored yet for the um, uh, for the Bruins, but he is shooting the puck quite a bit. He's getting power play time. That's not the craziest you know lottery shot in the world at plus thirteen hundred for uh, Mason Lowrider. Actually, I shouldn't say he hasn't scored yet. He scored the last game uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars three two. He scored one of the two goals uh, for the uh, Boston uh, Bruins in that game, and he plus thirteen hundred. He's shooting the puck and he's playing on the power play for this team. Uh, since he's been called up. So very, very good to see that. And because um, right now they got Shattenkirk on the first power play unit, but they got Lowry right now on the second power play unit for the uh, Boston Bruins at this point in time. So uh, very, very intriguing. I'm intrigued by that 13 to one uh, for Lowry, maybe to find the back of the net. And then for the Islanders, I would say go back to the well with Oliver Wallstrom. I mentioned him before the Minnesota game. He's up to the top line. He connects with a goal. Uh, that night against the uh, Minnesota Wild, uh, and it looks like he might be uh, back on that top line, assuming Bo Horvat is uh, out for this game. And right now he's a game-time decision, uh, Bo Horvat, which means if I'm sure if, that, if he's out again, there's no doubt Wallstrom will be on the top line. So uh could be a, a situation where uh, he might be worth a look again as far as a goal prop after uh, cashing one with him the other night uh, in the game against the uh, Minnesota Wild. All right, next up, Dallas and Columbus. Uh, We've got the uh, Dallas Stars, uh, minus 230, road favorites, uh, six the total, shaded to the over uh, here in this game. Uh, Dallas, of course, trying to uh, really all of a sudden 
Dallas has hit a little bit of a speed bump for the first time uh, this season. Now, they faced a pretty tough schedule, though. If you really look at it, it's been a pretty difficult, challenging slate of teams that the Dallas Stars have faced. I mean, they're still 7-4, and 4-2 four, uh, four and two on the road, but you look at who they've played. They played Vancouver. They played uh, Boston. Um, they played, well, Edmonton. They did beat Edmonton, and they beat Calgary. They beat Columbus. You know, they've lost two in a row, but Canucks and Bruins, pretty tough opponents. One thing we're seeing with Dallas is, you know, all their loss is pretty good competition. You know, lost to Vegas, lost to Toronto, lost to Vancouver, and a loss to Boston. You know, so all of the losses for the Dallas Stars have been, you know, teams that we think are at least good, if not very good. You know, and all the wins, at struggling Edmonton, struggling Calgary. Uh, they already beat Columbus 5-3 at home uh, a couple of weeks ago. They beat Pittsburgh, who are up and down. Philadelphia, not that good. Uh, they did beat Anaheim, although Anaheim's had a bright start to the year and barely won that game, but they, they won it. Uh, Dallas beat subpar teams. That's the point of this whole story uh, and diatribe right here. Dallas is beating the subpar teams. Uh, there's no question about that. And now that they're off two straight losses you know, against the Canucks and the Bruins, uh, I would expect Dallas to have focus here for this game to beat Columbus, who are clearly struggling. They're only one and six uh, in their last seven games. Uh, it's clearly not what you want to see uh, from this group. What's alarming to me is, uh, look, they had a better effort against Florida the other night, but they lost 5-4 in overtime. Johnny Gaudreau gets benched in the Washington game, um, and Pascal Vincent puts him right back into the lineup the next game against the uh, Panthers. You expect a response from uh, Johnny uh, Gaudreau in that game. I didn't see much of a response. I saw minus two plus minus rating and no goals, no assists, no points. Not the kind of response I think Pascal Vincent was hoping for uh, from Johnny Gaudreau after uh, riding the pine. On uh, Speaking of riding the pine, man, it, I, I retweeted it on X. You've got to look at the NHL on TNT conclusion of last night's postgame show where Henrik Lundqvist is promoting his real, authentic, legitimate brand new cologne, brand new fragrance, which is a real thing. And then they did this parody video of Biz, Paul Bissonette, doing a, 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 a competitor fragrance brand. Uh, and it was just Road the Pine by Paul, Paul Albert Bissonette. I mean, it had me absolutely fucking howling. It was absolutely hilarious. It's one of the funniest things I've seen on an NHL studio show in my 30 plus years. It, it, it was that funny. It was it was great. And credit to TNT. They are just so creative to come up with shit like that. Uh, and it was uh, it was great. It was phenomenal. Hilarious. So make sure you check that out uh, last night at the end of that uh, broadcast on uh, TNT. Uh, just outstanding. Funny shit. Um, but yeah, riding the pine was Goudreau against Washington. And he basically didn't bring that, you know, step up effort that I expected. And that's the guy that's supposed to be one of the leaders on this team, one of the guys they count on. Uh, and we just haven't seen that really from uh, the, from him consistently here since he's got, been with Columbus. So that's a concern for me uh, here in this one as they take on the uh, Dallas Stars. Now, do I love the price? No, I, I'm all, I, I kind of want to get involved with Dallas here in this game in some way, shape, or form. I'm thinking because we've got the BetCast tonight for our family plan members and our Patreon members, I might just wait uh, and see if I can – maybe Columbus does start strong, gets in front, we'll get a better live price with Dallas, 
you know, I might approach it that way. Certainly the lean for me pregame would be a Dallas in regulation, although that price isn't great, minus 134 at Pinnacle. Uh, the Dallas minus one uh, in the first period, or Dallas minus one for the full game is minus 148. So I really don't love those prices enough uh, right now uh, for Dallas. But, you know, when you're a very good hockey team and you're off two losses, you're not supposed to look past inferior opponents. Uh, so they shouldn't do that tonight against uh, Columbus. As far as the goaltending matchup here uh, in this game, uh, it is uh, Ottinger for the Stars and Spencer Martin for the Jackets. Spencer Martin's been good. I mean, every time I've seen him in net for the Jackets, he's played pretty well for this uh, team. You know, 2.62 goals against, 9.28 uh, save percentage. He's going to face the Stars here tonight in this game. Uh, when he entered the game for Merzlikens against Florida, remember, Elvis Merzlikens got pulled early in that game when Florida jumped out early. Uh, he only gave up two goals on 36 uh, shots after that. So it was impressive. He's given up two goals or less in uh, all but one of his starts uh, so far this season. The only one he did was he gave up four and a loss to Detroit. That was it. So he's actually played pretty well. Uh, we'll see how this one uh, goes uh, as far as the uh, uh, his performance tonight. But I don't want to step in front of Dallas here in this spot. This is uh, this supposed to be a spot where they step up, get the job done. Uh, and we will see if they're able to do that. I might wait for the BetCast tonight. We'll be able to get a better number, better line, better price with Dallas in-game. And then the prop market, there's not a whole lot here for this game. I don't know how much scoring Columbus will do. Dallas will want to button up a little bit defensively. Uh, on the Dallas side of the equation, I still think Wyatt Johnston, Dodonov, you know, players like that, little undervalued for this team compared to the big, gu big guns like uh, Pavelski and uh, Robertson and Hintz, uh, among others. So. Uh, there's no doubt there's some value if you look down that Dallas lineup as far as props go uh, compared to the big guns. All right, uh, next up here, we continue along. We've got uh, Arizona taking on St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis Blues minus 115 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. St. Louis Blues, man, all, they couldn't put the puck in the ocean uh, much of the season uh, early on. But slowly but surely, we're seeing this offense finally get on track get some traction, get some production now uh, in recent games. Uh, we saw what happened, obviously, against the uh, New Jersey Devils last week. They get the win there, uh, albeit it was a tricky spot for the Devils. They were on back-to-back. -back. That was the first game without uh, Jack – or that was the game Jack Hughes got injured. Uh, and uh, St. Louis ends up uh, taking advantage of that. They get the 4-1 win. They beat a Montreal team that, as we mentioned, they're struggling mightily to keep the puck out of their own net right now. Uh, and St. Louis ended up beating them down 6-3. to three. Uh, And then, of course, the uh, Winnipeg game, 5-2 Jets. Uh, they lose that one, snapping the mini two-game skid. Um, but their offense is starting to percolate again, which is good, because before the New Jersey game, I mean, this was, this was a very, very uh, weak offensive team that was scoring basically two goals or less in the majority of their games. But the last three games, they've now scored 12 goals, uh, which is an average of uh, four goals per game. Uh, in those last three games. Now they face an Arizona team that, you know, right now Arizona's got some issues defensively. They haven't been necessarily uh, keeping the puck out, playing that staunch, sturdy, uh, shutdown defense in their own zone. We've seen uh, Arizona during the last several games. They give up six to L.A., five to L.A. Uh, they did have that game where they uh, shut down Chicago, but four allowed to Anaheim. Uh, they did Shut down Montreal. Montreal had a boatload of chances. I still remember that game. Montreal had a boatload of chances against Arizona in that game, but couldn't convert. Uh, but they only give up two in that game. But then they give up the five spot to Winnipeg at home over the weekend. 
Uh, and then, of course, three to Seattle, albeit they emerge in victory, 4-3 in a shootout. So uh, Arizona has been scoring, but they've also been giving up lately uh, goals, and that's why they've gone 6-1 and one to the over uh, in their last seven games going into this matchup. All of a sudden, this Blues team that was a dead-nuts-under team, you know, we've seen them cash overs in two straight games. Why? Because their offense has perked up. They've started a score. Robert Thomas has been a big catalyst to that. I think if you're going to look at props, you look at Robert Thomas, you look at Kasperi Kapanen. Those are two guys that have stepped up for the uh, Blues. Uh, Braden Shen is starting to finally get some offense going, the captain. So there's someone else you could look at. And, uh, you know, I think the Blues are going to be capable of finding the back of the net here, but certainly Arizona can. Joel Hofer, by the way, going to be a net for the uh, Blues. Two one and one, three goals against, nine twelve save percentage. Uh, he has given up at least three goals in two of the starts. He had the shutout against Calgary, but aside from that, he gave up three to Montreal uh, in his last start. And then they faced Arizona actually on October 19th when these teams met last month, and he gave up six goals in what was a 6-2 to two loss uh, to the uh, Arizona Coyotes right here in St. Louis. So it, that's kind of peculiar that uh, the chief here, Craig Berube, you know, is actually playing Hofer uh, here in this game, knowing that he had a, a tough night when he faced this Arizona team last month, uh, gave up six goals. So uh, absolutely, um, it's, it's confusing to me. But I think it's a good thing because uh, I like the over here uh, in this game. I think we're safe for now as far as the sun. The sun is gone for now. So if it comes back, we'll just go uh, audio only again. But I think we're good for now. Uh, I like over six and a half here uh, at minus 105. Um, I, mean, I cashed a ticket with Arizona Seattle over six the other night. Um they look like they're playing a little run and gun. I think more than Andre Tourney would like, but they're playing a little more run and gun style than you would like. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you're really going to tell a team with Clayton Keller, Logan Cooley, Nick Schmaltz, um, Barrett Hayton, uh, Carcone, Michelli, uh, Lawson Kraus, who's been good lately. You're going to tell these guys, hey, don't try to get your offense. Don't try to get things rolling. Um, that's the way they've been playing. And another thing, too, that points to over is series history. Now, series history – I say series history matters a lot, and nine times out of ten, it works in your favor. Last night, it didn't with Los Angeles and Vegas. Every stat pointed over in that game, and eight one. We mentioned it yesterday. Eight one and one to the over in the last ten meetings between the Golden Knights and the Kings going into last night's game. And sure enough, that game stays under. But more often than not, the series history you bank on that it's going to come through for you if you're betting totals and. Four of the last five meetings have gone over the total here with Arizona and St. Louis, including each of the last three, where we saw 6-5, 6-2, and 6-2 uh, end up being the uh, final scores. So, yeah, over six and a half here for me. I lean Arizona as well. I think I might add Arizona to the card as well. Uh, Arizona, to me, is still a better hockey team. than I think they got more upside than St. Louis, put it that way. You know, it's probably not a whopping difference because I don't want to make it sound like I'm placing Arizona as a playoff team or a contender. They're not there yet, but it's not like St. Louis. We expect them to make the playoffs. You know, this is clearly a team Arizona can play with, can beat. They already beat them six to two in St. Louis last month when it was Hofer and net that night, just like it is tonight. Uh, they've won three of the last four meetings against St. Louis. So uh, I do like Arizona here, minus one Oh five and a little over six and a half here as well in this game. And as for props here, uh, you know, it's a lot of this will regurgitate a lot of the same players we've talked about. Thomas Kapanen uh, for St. Louis in particular. And then for Arizona, um, you look at it. Um, I would look for Kraus again. Kraus undervalued. 
Um, Michelli is up to the second line. Keep an eye on that. And Sean Dursey. Sean Dursey is a blue liner that every night he could pop off for two, three points. He shoots the puck a lot, plays a ton of minutes on the power play and at five on five for that matter. Sean Dursey has always has been one of our good value-laden player prop options this year. No question for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And sometimes it's worth a shot. Take a shot with these defensemen, not only to get a point, not only to get an assist, take a shot with them to score a goal. You know, that's what I did last night with uh, Jacob Chikrin for the Ottawa Senators. And it, what was it, plus 600 uh, for him to score a goal last night for the uh, Ottawa Senators, and it paid off. Um, so, it's again, I've never seen it to this level in this sport until this year where these defensemen aren't hesitating to just rip the puck on net, you know, at every opportunity. So what that means is you've got a lot of chances, a lot of value looking at uh, goal props, assist props, anything to do with defensemen right now, uh, based on what we've seen. All right. Nashville, Winnipeg, we've got uh, Winnipeg minus 125 home favorites uh, in this one. And the total currently sitting at uh, six uh, in this game. Um, Shaded to the over. Uh, Laurent Brossois uh, in net tonight, by the way, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. We should point that out. Not uh, Connor Hellebuck. So Connor Hellebuck being given a rest here uh, for this game tonight against the Predators. But Laurent Brossois is capable. You know, I don't want to make it sound like a Brossois is just this uh, incapable goaltender. He was very good for Vegas last year. Now, I think probably a product of a very sturdy, sound defense in front of him good structure in front of him. That's always been the way Vegas has played, and it benefited uh, Laurent Brossois playing behind a team like that, uh, no question. Um, so he is going to get the start. He has only started once this year uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, and he uh, gave up, uh, I believe it was the uh, start against, uh, it was a start against Vegas, his old team. He gave up four goals in that game. Golden Knights won 5-3. And I think there was another game, actually he did start against Montreal, so two starts. Uh, and he gave up three goals in that game, although the uh, Jets get the uh, victory. So 3.39 goals against average, 8.73 uh, save percentage this year for uh, Brossois uh, entering this uh, game. Nashville on the flip side, you've got them coming off the uh, bad third period they had against Calgary. Uh, they had a pretty, they had a lead going into that third period. Couldn't hold it. They end up losing a uh, 4-2 to the Calgary Flames. They've st- suddenly started to cool off. They had a nice little start. Uh, to the month of October, early in the season, but lately coming back down to the uh, pack a little bit, two and uh, four uh, for the Predators in their last six games. Not great. I mean, I want Winnipeg or nothing here. Um, But it's come down because obviously the reaction to Brossois being in, but Jets are the better of these two teams. They're at home. The price is cheap. I'm going to, I'm going to bet a little Winnipeg here, minus 125, nothing strong. Uh, but a little bit of on Winnipeg here. They've won four of the last five against Nashville uh, head-to-head, just in better form overall. I think the draw might be worth a look as well. If you look at the last four meetings, two of them went past regulation, uh, and then the other games were a 2 nothing Winnipeg win, again, a very tight game, and a 2-1 to Nashville win. So we've seen a lot of one-goal hockey uh, between these two teams in recent meetings. So uh, Winnipeg minus 125 and a little split with the draw here for me. Uh, in this game as well with the uh, Predators and the uh, Jets. And you can get that at plus 370 uh, at FanDuel. And again, we're just looking to hit one of these draw bets a night, and it could really, really boost the, boost that bankroll uh, for an NHL betting night, even if you can just hit one of them. Uh, as far as props go for uh, this game, Cole Perfetti finally comes through for me in the last game. I've mentioned Cole Perfetti 
keep trying to bet his goal prop. He's on the second line. He's got lots of skill. Uh, it's eventually going to go in for him, and it did the last game. So Perfetti playing with Ehlers and the Mesnikov uh, on that second line. We always say Ayafalo isn't getting priced on that top line with uh, Shifley and Connor uh, the way he should be. So probably some value still there. Uh, and then for Nashville, um, Thomas Novak uh, has been just you know remarkable every game as far as contributing something to this team offensively. Uh, he has collected at least one point in six of the last seven games, scored in two of the last three games. So uh, he'd be the favorite prop for me as far as uh, Nashville goes. Once again, a good old Tommy Novak, who has been uh, a nice little find here for the Predators. No question about that. Shout out to two new members of the channel, Buddy Rowe Walker, as well as the Rocks R82. Uh, fantastic. We appreciate you guys being on uh, the Family Plan subscription. Uh, and that means you're eligible to be joining us on the BetCast tonight to watch it or join us on the stream and, and uh, participate on it with us. So uh, absolutely looking forward to that. Our first uh, family plan members only Ice Guys exclusive BetCast tonight should be a lot of fun for this uh, Thursday card. 7 p.m. Eastern. Get your drinks ready. Uh, of course, as always, I got my beer fridge is stocked up, ready to rock uh, for tonight. Uh, and looking forward to our first exclusive BetCast for our family plan members. All right, Seattle and Colorado. Obviously, playoff rematch, although they played each other once already uh, this year. Uh, we've got Colorado, uh, minus 200 home favorites in this game, uh, and the total sitting at uh, six and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. Um, that was a wild one with the uh, Devils and the Avalanche on uh, Wednesday night, or Tuesday night, rather. Uh, pretty crazy game, very chippy. It ended up getting rough. Um, you know, Ross Colton with that questionable hit there in the corner. Uh, and then, of course, the cross check to the face uh, as well uh, in that same sequence. Uh, it was an ugly moment there in that game. But uh, uh, New Jersey was just wretched defensively and um, that night. And Colorado took advantage. Credit to them. You can't be turning pucks over. You can't be giving up the odd man rushes. And you can't be out of position defensively like New Jersey was uh, against a team like Colorado the other night and expect to win. You know, that's where they're really going to make you pay. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. A 6-3 win for Colorado. A nice, solid uh, bounce-back result for them after they got absolutely drilled and shut out by the Vegas Golden Knights uh, on Saturday night. So it was a much better effort from uh, them. No question uh, about that. Uh, and Eric Lackey, another new member. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining us on the family plan. That means the BetCast. You're in uh, if you want to watch it and also if you want to join us uh, on the uh, stream tonight. So. Uh, appreciate it, Eric Lackey. Thank you very much. And by the way, a reminder, I'll post the YouTube URL link for the BetCast uh, on the community tab for our uh, family plan members only uh, a little bit later, about you know late this afternoon. And uh, the link will only be visible to those members only. Uh, and that's you just click that link, you'll be able to watch the BetCast and join us tonight. So uh, looking forward to that for sure. As far as this game goes, I find it hard to believe that Colorado won't get psyched up to play Seattle. Now, I know they already played Seattle in October in Seattle. That was their quote-unquote revenge game, redemption game for losing in the playoffs in the first round of the Kraken last year. Uh, and they beat Seattle 4-1. to one. Maybe that settled things, and maybe now it's just not the same, you know, burst they get, you know, coming to the rink playing Seattle. But I still think it's there, you know, a team that bounced them in the first round last year and ended their official defense of the Stanley cup from the year before. Uh, by the way, you want to talk about a rare under series history. 
My goodness. Now, remember, a lot of these were playoff games from last year. But even in the regular season, you go back to January last year in the regular season, the last two regular season meetings went under the total. In the playoff series between these two teams, uh, it ended up being um, one, two, three, four, five, six. It ended up being six and one to the under in the seven games in the first round series last year. The last two meetings last year went under. Earlier this year, the game stayed under uh, with the 4-1 Colorado win. So lots of unders between these two teams. That being said, if I were to bet this game, I'd probably look at Colorado team total uh, over three and a half. A reasonable price, minus 120. Uh, I don't mind that look here. They did score four against Seattle uh, in Seattle. Now they're home. And, and Seattle, to me, it's just there's no rhythm, no momentum. It's win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. That's been this cracking season from start to finish so far. That's why they're four and nine so far this year, the Seattle team. And that road prowess they've had in the past, it's not there uh, right now. Uh, that great road record last year, this year they're only two and six uh, on the highway. Two and six in eight road games. Colorado, of course, undefeated, 4-0 and oh, uh, here at home this year. So uh, Avs team total over three and a half um, is what I'll be looking at here. Uh, minus 118 to minus 120 uh, in this one. That's about it. As far as goaltending for this game, Grubauer confirmed for Seattle. Uh, and Ivan Prosvitov getting a start here for uh, Colorado. And Prosvitov was actually very good the last time we saw him. The only time we saw him start was uh, against St. Louis. A 4-1 win. He gave up just one goal on 28 shots. Now, St. Louis not the greatest offensive team, but it was a solid first showing for Ivan Prosvitov uh, making a start for the Avalanche. So we'll see if he can uh, build on that here tonight in this game. Uh, Prop-wise, not a whole lot. Um, in my opinion, we just don't have a lot of... Jared Bednar is not someone... I, I've realized that he changes the lines a lot, but he will often change lines a lot or shift the lineup combinations around a lot in-game. And that makes it difficult to bet a prop. I mean, look at the last game. I I, I bet Jonathan Drouin because he started the game with McKinnon and Rantanen on the top line. Uh, and the next thing you know, by the time the third period rolls around, he's on the fourth line. He wasn't even getting shifts for a lot of that third period uh, for Colorado. So Jared Bednar really does that a lot. You know, he's really, really mixing his lineup combinations if he feels he, he sees something he doesn't like. So it makes it a little more tricky to, you know, these these lineup combinations are not set in stone for him. Uh, I've noticed that here in recent meetings. But, you know, if, if I'm going to look at someone, you know, they've got Riley Tufty. He's going to have value because he's playing with Johansson and Nachushkin, you know, at least to start tonight uh, for the uh, abs. And he had four shots on goal when he played uh, his most recent uh, NHL game against St. Louis. Didn't score, but he had opportunities. He was noticeable. But is he going to keep that line together for the whole game? Because really, Jared Bednar has a habit of changing his lines a lot in games. So, um, but that would be someone that stands out to me for uh, Colorado as far as props go. For Seattle, uh, they did move Yamamoto to the top line last game. It looks like he's going to still be there with um, Beneers and McCann. So I don't mind that. The question is going to be do we see Shane Wright, uh, call, who is called up? Uh, from Coachella Valley. Uh, will he get a crack to be in the lineup tonight is the question. He has four goals, two assists, and seven games, by the way, uh, in the American Hockey League with Coachella Valley, the Firebirds team that got to the Calder Cup final uh, last year. The forgotten man. I mean, no one's talked about Shane Wright in, it seems like, months um, as he's been trying to work on his game, 
uh, work, fix things, get back on track and find his way back to the NHL level. He is back now. Uh, and it looks like he might be in the lineup tonight. It's right now they've got him slotted on the fourth line uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken tonight uh, alongside Ryan Winterton and Devin Shore. So uh, we'll see how that goes, but keep an eye on that. We might see Shane Wright uh, returning to the NHL and in the, in the lineup potentially tonight uh, in this game uh, for the Seattle Kraken. All right, Edmonton and San Jose. And this game, I'm hearing way too many people talk about it. And I'm hearing way too many people spend too much time talking about this game. This feels like the whole hockey universe is going to be watching this game. And it's because people are just so bloody fascinated by the plight of the Edmonton Oilers that people are fucking fascinated going into this game thinking, all right, we have to watch this. Could the Oilers be so bad that they could lose to the San Jose Sharks? who look like one of the historically worst teams in the NHL, their first win aside against Philadelphia, which, by the way, Alex and I talked about it. Let's let's not give San Jose too much credit. 40-22, to 22, they were outshot by the, uh, by the Flyers in that game. Philadelphia has no creativity, no elite-level finishing ability with the majority of their forwards. Who has an elite-level finish for the Philadelphia Flyers? Maybe you could say connect me a little bit. Outside of that, I don't Atkinson at times, but other than that, Tippett's more of a, a, a meat and potatoes goal scorer. You know, tip-ins, deflections, traffic in front of the net. A lot of their players score goals that way. You know, I'm talking about, you know, do you have an elite-level shot? Do you have an elite-level release? Can you move your feet and make plays in tight spaces, stick handling, great deep move, great skating stride? You know, that kind of shit. Philadelphia can't do that, you know, throughout their lineup. They just don't have players to do that uh, all that much. So, you know, while, yeah, okay, Blackwood was great, and defensively it's going to look like, yeah, San Jose played better, and they still gave up 40 shots. And to me, if you're giving it to me, if that's 40 to 22 Tampa, 40 to 22 Vegas, 40 to 22, you know, Florida, 40 to 22 Carolina, 40 to 22 um, Boston. Uh, name any good team, name, name any upper echelon team in the NHL that you can think of, and especially a team with some dynamite top six forwards that have skill, finish, and, and, and just lethal shots, lethal release. If they're giving up 40 to 22 shots in those games to those teams, they're probably losing that game 6-1. They're not beating Philadelphia like they did. You know, let's be honest. That's That's exactly what ended up happening uh, in that game. Flyers can't finish half their ch- chances that they get. So I don't want to give San Jose too much credit for that. I will say this about Edmonton because I am going to be on Edmonton multiple ways in this game. But this is this is one of those games where if they if they were to somehow lose to the San Jose Sharks tonight, I think there's going to be a trade. I wouldn't even say that Jay Woodcroft is safe. Now I don't I don't advise for Jay Woodcroft to be fired. I, I don't think he deserves it. I think he's just caught up in the shitstorm of the way this team is just comprised right now more than anything else, but there's going to be just a shit ton uh, of changes here potentially tonight. It feels like the, the the dam is going to burst tonight if Edmonton loses this game. But if Edmonton looks great, comes out strong, firing like they did against Vancouver, let me say this right now. If they have that same mentality at the, op- at the drop of the puck tonight from the opening face-off against San Jose that they showed against Vancouver the other night, they will be up five, nothing after the first period. 
they will be up 5 nothing after the first period tonight because that was the Thatcher-Demko theft show in the first period the other night against Vancouver. We shouldn't gloss over that. The Oilers came out with that intensity, that urgency that people were, were looking for in that game, but they forgot about it post-game because they ended up losing. Uh, the defense was a sieve again. Couldn't get a save from Skinner. Uh, breakdowns left and right. Everything that Vancouver seemed to shoot went in the net. People forgot the start they had in that game. where They were all over at uh, Vancouver. 17-2 were the shots on goal at one point. You know, if, if they have that same start tonight against San Jose, they will not be trailing after the first period like they did against Vancouver. No, they will not. They will uh, potentially have four or five goals on the board. If you're Edmonton, you got to show some killer instinct, man. You know you're better than this team. Uh, and you know, even though you've had your issues keeping the puck out of the net. Um, and like I say, if they start in the first 20 minutes like they did against Vancouver, which was a great start, they were so bloody unfortunate to be down 3-1 after the first period the other night uh, in that game, then they will bounce back and they will probably not only win this game, they'll win going away. So what I have done, and you're going to need a pen and paper to probably write this all down, these are all small bets. It's going to add up to probably close to my standard wager of something I really like. But I'm keeping them all small because I have five bets on this game. Five. Five pregame bets. We have two in the first period. We have Edmonton minus a half, plus 100, first period puck line. We have Edmonton team total. Over one and a half plus 160 in the first period. So, this is an Oilers team total over one and a half plus 160 uh, in the first period. Where I'm just I'm asking Edmonton to score two goals in the opening period. I think that's something they're fully capable of. If you if you can, can capture that Vancouver first period performance, plop it down into, into the tank tonight. Put it in there against San Jose tonight, what you did in the first period against Vancouver. You will have two goals on the board tonight in the first period. You will. No question about that, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, that first period team total over for Edmonton, I like it. Uh, those two in the first period, a little bit smaller than that on Edmonton. I'm going to go alternative puck line tonight. Minus two and a half, plus 120 for Edmonton alternative puck line. Um, Edmonton team total over four and a half at plus 115 at, at Pinnacle. We're on that. And we're on Edmonton San Jose over six and a half, uh, minus 135, which I actually really like quite a bit because I think I think the, the floodgates could open for Edmonton, but this is still Edmonton's defense, Edmonton's you know goaltending, which has been shaky all year. And we did see San Jose finally dent the twine. It wasn't a lot the other night against Philadelphia, but it was enough for them to win that game. So if anything, the Sharks come in here at least feeling, hey, Edmonton's coming in here. We can we can score some goals finally, maybe, uh, here in this game. So that over six and a half as well. So there you go. Um, a little Edmonton, first period puck line, first period team total over one and a half, plus 160. The alternative puck line, minus two and a half, plus 120. Team total over four and a half, plus 115. And Edmonton-San Jose over six and a half, which is, that's actually a bet that is for amount wise for me is as much as all of those Edmonton bets combined uh, here in this game, uh, because I think Edmonton's got an excellent chance to, to explode for four or five, six minimum 
and, and then you just need you know one or two from San Jose and your gold, you know, as far as the over is concerned in this game. So splitting it up uh, with five different uh, positions here pregame with this Oilers uh, and Sharks game, and then as far as props go tonight, normally I look for the value. You know, normally I would say if I'm looking at Edmonton props, you know, I'd look at ho- and by the way, we're seeing some big time shakeups here with the uh, lineup for Woodcroft. Um, Sam Gagne, Evander Kane, and Ryan Nuge and Hopkins, they look like they've been demoted to the third line. Nuge and Kane, you know, they look like they're down the lineup here uh, tonight for the uh, Oilers. So a big-time shakeup there. Uh, second line is going to be Dreisaitl with Fogel and Holloway. And there's your two value guys right there, 100%. Fogel and Holloway uh, flanking Leon Dreisaitl tonight on the second line. So Warren Fogel. Plus three ten uh, to score a goal tonight. Dylan Holloway's got all the skill and talent. He just hasn't gotten minutes. He hasn't gotten opportunity. He's been bad defensively as a forward, which has cost him ice time. That's why Jay Woodcroft's had him banished to the fourth line a lot this uh, in the last couple of years because he's just not been a defensively responsible forward. That has been a problem with him uh, and the coach with this Oilers team. But he's given Holloway a real good chance tonight. Second line alongside Leon Dreisaitl here tonight. And you can get upwards of plus 550, plus 525 uh, for for, uh, Dylan Holloway uh, to score a goal tonight here uh, in this game. So those are great value. You know, you could go to the big boys because they they need to show up. They need to be, they need to play great for three periods tonight. Answer the bell. And of course, I'm talking about Leon and Connor McDavid. Uh, And here's another one too. Uh, McDavid with Hyman on the right side. And Ryan McLeod, that's right, Ryan McLeod on the left side on that top line tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. This is a guy that doesn't have a goal this year, and he has just one assist. Now, that one assist came a couple games ago against Nashville, but it looks like we're going to have him on the top line tonight uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. So if they come out and they mean business against a team they should bury, quite honestly, You've got great value with those three guys, with Holloway on the second line, with um, yeah, with Holloway on the second line, with Fogel on the second line, uh, and also with uh, Ryan McLeod on the top line. Now, Ryan, Ryan McLeod has been snake bit offensively this year. He, he's a great skater, man. He is a phenomenal skater. He's very fast. So it's one of these deals where, and I've seen this before, all skating ability, no finish. You know what it reminds me of? Played for the Flames many, many years ago. I think he played maybe for another team or two as well. Matthew Lombardi. Matthew Lombardi, back in his days when he played with the Flames. This is a guy that skated like the wind. Incredibly gifted skater. Fast, powerful, incredible strides. Great burst, you know, through the neutral zone. He could skate circles around people and just had no finish. None. Could not put the puck in the net consistently skate like the wind could not put the puck in the net uh, consistently. What was his career high in goals in the NHL? I'm looking at it now. He had a 20 goal season with Calgary in 2006, 2007, Matthew Lombardi. Other than that, he had a season with six goals, nine goals, five goals. He had a 19 goal season with Phoenix uh, and they were called Phoenix at the time. Yeah. Matthew Lombardi. That is the guy that stands up. That's what I think of when I see Ryan McLeod can skate like the wind and can't has no finish. No, no ability to score goals consistently. Um, so it's a great comparison. Ryan McLeod and Matthew Lombardi from 
many, many years ago. Uh, Goaltending for this game, uh, obviously the Sharks, no surprise going back to Blackwood. And, you know, with Jack Campbell put on waivers, they, you know, boxed themselves into a corner, Edmonton. They, they got to go to Skinner. You're not going to put Calvin Pickard, you know, in as a starter, you know, in a game of this magnitude. So uh, it is going to be Stuart Skinner tonight here for uh, the uh, Edmonton Oilers as far as their goaltending. And yes, the eyes of the hockey world will be on this one because everyone is just frothing at the mouth, frothing at the damn mouth to see what the Edmonton Oilers do and how they respond tonight uh, in this game uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks. All right, last game on this uh, Thursday card, Pittsburgh Penguins, Los Angeles Kings. We've got LA minus 125, home favorites, total six and a half here in this game. This is going to be, look, Kings are playing great. Kings are playing awesome. Cashed a ticket with them last night. Best bet winner, uh, Vegas or LA plus 115 against Vegas. Very happy. Uh, and I love that spot. Love that price. Road Warriors, now 7-0 and on the road. But, man, they just swept that road trip. Now they're back home and back home off the road trip on a back-to-back after playing last night. Not a king spot. Not at all. Not in the least. Not a spot where I'm going to be laying with the Kings tonight. Okay, flat out. No way. But I don't trust Pittsburgh enough. I don't. Not against a really good hockey team. I, I don't. I just don't trust them flat out. You look at who, who you look at who Pittsburgh's, you know, played and, and who they've beaten. They had the one win against a pretty good team, which was Colorado. Uh, and it's looking more like a mirage now. You know, they beat San Jose, big deal. They caught Anaheim in a bit of a tough spot, even though Anaheim, and Anaheim beat them in Pittsburgh. So I think Pittsburgh, you know, uh, brought a little of something there. But then the other wins were, you know, Calgary struggling, Washington. You know, it's not like Pittsburgh's been a chock full of um, great victories for them. So from a side perspective, this is definitely a pass for me. Um, I actually think from a spot perspective, it's a flat-out Penguin spot. I just don't think this team is one I trust enough and one that I think is good enough to beat a sound, structured team like the LA Kings. So it has me off the game. I will not be on LA in this spot. It's just, that's, that's it's handicapping 101. Okay, team off a 4-0 road trip. Now you're back home first game and it's a back-to-back. It's a brutal spot. It's as bad a spot as schedule makers can put you in. But I don't trust Pittsburgh enough. So it's going to be a pass for the side uh, here in this game. Uh, by the way, keep an eye on the goaltending uh, for this game. Uh, Jari's out for Pittsburgh. Okay, no Jari. He's definitely not playing. Um, and it's going to be Magnus Helberg uh, getting the start here for, and remember, Nadelkovich is on IR. The regular backup for the Pittsburgh Penguins, he's still out uh, for them as well in this game. So it's going to be Magnus Helberg, uh, formerly in the Detroit Red Wings organization. Uh, he will be in net tonight for the Penguins. He actually played well when he entered the game for Jari against Anaheim uh, the other night. Played solid, 11 uh, shots faced, didn't give up a goal. We'll see how he fares here. He hasn't started in a game yet this year. This will be his first start. His numbers and his body of work uh, overall, you know, it's not as bad as some backup goalies. That's the nice thing I'll say. Detroit in 2021, three goals against, 870 save percentage. Not, it's not good, but it's not brutal. 3.21 goals against, 888 save percentage last year. Again, not great, not good, but not absolutely wretched. Um, 
you know, this year we've seen him, uh, you know, fill in in two games, uh, Ottawa and Anaheim, two goals allowed in 26 or 28 shots, 2.14 goals against 929 save percentage. It's better numbers for Helberg, but he hasn't started a game yet. This will be his actual first start uh, in net this season uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, so I don't know how good and how much I trust him. And I don't know if I trust that blue line in front of him, which, as you know, it's got defensive holes. We love Carlson's game and his skating ability offensively. We love Latang's ability offensively. But that is not a shutdown blue line one through six that Pittsburgh has. And then on the flip side, L.A. on the back to back, you know, after the big win last night, Talbot's been great, but you got to rest him. You can't just run Cam Talbot into the ground, no matter how well he's playing right now, no matter how well the team is playing in front of him. So I think we're going to see Phoenix Copley uh, in that tonight, although it hasn't been confirmed yet. And Phoenix Copley, yeah, he came in last year, called up and just got on a roll, just played lights out, outstanding. He's been an absolute disaster this year for the Kings. Total lack of confidence he has had uh, early in the season. 4.96 4.96 goals against average, 788 save percentage. Yeah, that's right. A sub 800 save percentage for Phoenix Copley uh, this year for the Los Angeles Kings uh, entering this potential start, very likely start in my opinion, because I think you've got to give uh, Cam Talbot a rest here tonight uh, on the uh, back-to-back. So yes, I told you earlier, I'm not on a side in this game. I don't want LA in this spot. And I don't trust Pittsburgh enough, even though it's a penguin spot to back them. But I am on something in this game over six and a half. Uh, and I know the LA Kings have been on this road warrior mentality and tightening up defensively. They've been playing outstanding team defense. Penalty kills been great. Um, awesome job on the road in their own end. They got great goaltending from Cam Talbot. Well, now you return home where there has been a noticeable difference in the way the Kings have played at home. For some reason, they've opened things up more at home. They've not been as airtight defensively at home. I mean, you look at all the L.A. games on home ice this year. um, It's remarkable, the difference. You can go all the way back to the very beginning of the regular season for L.A. Colorado home game, they lose 5-2 beginning of the season. 6-5 shootout loss to Carolina. Both those games go over the total. Boston Bruins at home, they lose 4-2, and that game went over 5.5. So there's three games at home to start the year. They all went over the total, six-plus goals. Arizona at home, they win 6-3. That game went over the total. Uh, Shootout loss to Vegas at home, 4-3, October 28. That game goes over the total. I mean, this team this year on home ice, a perfect 5-0 to the over in their five home games this year. So uh, that is the look for me. That is the bet here. Penguins, Kings, over six and a half, minus 130 uh, in this one. Lots to like here as far as this over is concerned, I think, because if Copley's in net, I don't love the Pittsburgh D, but their offense is more than capable enough to light this guy up, and he hasn't been good at all. Not in the least has he been good. He's he's given up at least one or two bad goals in, in each start that he's made. you know, And you still have Crosby, Malk, and Gensel, Rust, um, and what, and people that can break you down uh, if your goaltending is shaky uh, on this Pittsburgh team. So uh, I think both teams get their goals. L.A. against Helberg, who I, the jury's out on him. Uh, and on the flip side, L.A.'s also played a little more wide-open style at home. 
I don't, I don't think they want to play that way. I don't think they set out to play that way at on home ice, but that's just the way it's been. Uh, so yeah, over six and a half here for me in this game, minus one thirty. Uh, Penguins and Kings, and what very well could be a battle of backup goaltenders. As far as props go, you know, I'm going to stick to the same guys I mentioned last night. L.A. Trevor Moore scored again. He's always worth a look. Byfield on the top line. Arthur Kaliev has been moved up to the second line, so they're all good player prop looks for the uh, L.A. Kings. And then for Pittsburgh, um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it a sleeper. We talk all the time: Gensel, Gensel, Crosby, Rust, Riley Smith, uh, Evgeny Malkin. Uh, Raquel, you know who's really started to light things up offensively here? Uh, two goals in the last three games. Three on the year, but two of them have been in the last three games. Radim Zahorna, it's a guy that was in the Calgary organization last year. Um, this is a guy that's been, he now here in Pittsburgh. He's playing on the third line, but he now has scored in two of the last three games. He's gotten, his, uh, gotten himself to the front of the net. You know, that's where you score goals in this league. And you can get Redim Zahorna tonight for Pittsburgh plus 650, you know, to score a goal here at FanDuel. So, you know, Redim Zahorna worth a look here, in my opinion, uh, definitely, uh, if you look at the way this uh, goes, because he has definitely uh, been more of a factor <clears throat> offensively for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins here uh, in uh, recent games. So I, I actually do see that there might be a, a, a flop here or a switch here with the uh, second line for Todd McClellan. Uh, Alex Laferriere, uh, he might go up to the second line. Kaliev might get dropped to the third line. Not confirmed, but I'm seeing that might be the case. If that is the case, I'd probably defer more to Laferriere for a goal prop than Kaliev uh, if that is indeed the case. So, again, we will see uh, if that um, line lineup change happens tonight for the uh, LA Kings. All right, great stuff. That is the Thursday show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Alex is fine, though. I know he wasn't on camera today on the show, but he was in the chat, and he will be on with us for the BetCast tonight. Uh, make sure you uh, join us for that. Uh, very much looking forward to the uh, Ice Guys uh, BetCast tonight, exclusively for our family plan members. Uh, excited about it. And again, we will post the YouTube link in the community tab for our Ice Guys family plan members. We'll also post it on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash iceguys for our Patreon members so that you will be have access to view the live betcast and also the access to join us. You know, you can say in the chat, hey, I want to join you, you guys on the stream. We'll send you the StreamYard link uh, for the betcast, either DM or email, and then you'll be able to join us uh, on this uh, betcast tonight. So we are looking forward to it. Our first Ice Guys uh, live betcast uh, exclusively for our family plan members. All right, bargain bin special uh, of the night. Came up short last night with uh, Arthur Kaliev uh, of the uh, LA Kings as far as the uh, bargain bin special of the night uh, player prop last night. Uh, tonight, we have some good options uh, on the uh, board. There actually, as of right now, not a ton of movement as far as players going up or down the lineup necessarily uh, going into the uh, games tonight. Uh, but there are a couple of uh, interesting uh, looks here tonight to consider, you know, as far as um, bargain bin special of the night uh, is concerned. I'm definitely going to one of the Oilers and I'm just, you know, I'm going to go to Ryan McLeod. I, you know, you don't get this kind of situation, you know, rising up every single day where you have a player that is on the top line with the best player in the sport. And he still is, even with the doldrums he's been in this year, Connor McDavid, where it's not been a Connor McDavid-like start to the season for him, not by any stretch of the imagination. 
but there just aren't many instances when you're going to be able to bet a player prop involving a forward on the same line as number 97, Connor McDavid, at a price like this. And we're talking plus 420 uh, at Caesars uh, for Ryan McLeod uh, of the Edmonton Oilers uh, to find the uh, back of the net tonight. So that's what we'll roll with tonight. Ryan McLeod, Edmonton Oilers, plus 420 uh, for my bargain bin a special uh, of the night. All right, it is time for best bets to wrap up the show. Uh, my best bet for this uh, card, lots to choose from, a lot of stuff I like uh, in the, on this slate, but I'm going to go back to the very final game we talked about, uh, Pittsburgh and L.A. I like it. I think we're going to get ourselves Helberg versus Copley uh, in net, backup versus backup. I don't trust either one. L.A. has decidedly played more wide open at home, not as good defensively at home. And I think long term they'll they'll settle they'll they'll figure that out they'll iron that out. I don't know if they're going to iron that out tonight. First game home with a, on a back to back no less off a very long road trip and off a very satisfying win last night against Vegas. For as great as they've been defensively uh, tonight, I don't think they're going to have that same intensity. And they have a goaltender that's really struggling right now uh, in net. Assuming it's Copley, and I do assume it's Copley. And on the flip side. Pittsburgh can score goals, and I think L.A. will be able to score as well uh, against this Pittsburgh D and Helberg, who, again, for me, I'm still not sold. I think we see goals. And another thing, too, with L.A. 5-0 and to the over at home this year, and three of the last four meetings, Kings versus Penguins, have gone over the total uh, as well. So let's roll with that. Over 6.5, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, uh, for my best bet here for this Thursday uh, NHL card. Uh, Alex B. Smith is checking in. Bargain bin play for him. Bargain bin special of the night. Corey Perry, who we're looking to be Scory Perry tonight for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, plus 450 uh, against his old team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that is Alex B. Smith's bargain bin special of the night. His best bet of the night, Minnesota Wild, New York Rangers, over one and a half, minus 140 in the first period. So there you go. Wild Rangers, first period over uh, for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, for this uh, Thursday card. And he also says the Bears are winning tonight, and I certainly wouldn't be taking Carolina. Uh, you're right. And uh, uh, Tyson uh, Badgen hasn't been that bad. You know, actually, he moved the ball pretty well against New Orleans. He still had some mistakes, but, you know, he was able to move the ball, and Carolina's offense looks broken. So if you want a football lean, I'm not betting the game. Hell, I'm not probably watching it. <laughs> but I lean Chicago minus three a little bit there uh, in that game. Great stuff. Appreciate it. Make sure if you're a family plan member, or a Patreon subscriber, you join us tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the first ever Ice Guys exclusive live betcast to our Patreon members and our Family Plan YouTube channel members and subscribers as well. We are looking forward to it. I'm fascinated. We haven't done one of these exclusive ones before uh, since we opened up the Family Plan membership, uh, and I'm fascinated to see the kind of turnout we get uh, from everybody. So excited about it. I already got an email from our guy, Tim York. Uh, Goose. Uh, he'll be on as always. He's one of the regulars on our BetCast. So you definitely are going to see him tonight. Uh, and I'm sure many other familiar faces and voices as well. So uh, Ice Guys Live BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you join us for that tonight. Looking forward to it on a big Thursday night of NHL hockey. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. 
Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. A reminder tomorrow, Beantown Friday, me, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, and pleased to be joined by longtime NHL defenseman, Red Wings for many years, Danny DeKaiser on the show, joining us tomorrow uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show to talk about his playing days, his career. I'm sure we'll ask him about Babcock, although we'll try not to make the focal point of the discussion about him, but he did have some experience playing for that guy. So we'll get into that a little bit. And of course, we'll break down the Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's show. Uh, excited about the BetCast tonight. I'm Ian Cameron. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you tonight for the BetCast right here for exclusively for our Patreon and uh, Family Plan subscribers. See you tonight for the BetCast and we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Ice Guys. Mm-hmm.